Hello, this is Willie speaking. It's just a wee quick message to let everybody listening know that this isn't a normal episode. We recorded a second half that was news, but unfortunately Gremlins or some other crap happened and the episode came out later than I'd hoped. Uh, the first half was long enough anyway, so I'm just going to put it out the way it is and we won't have the news section this week. So I hope you still enjoy this episode and we will be back next episode with a, a proper full length episode. Thanks for listening. How you doing? And for the first time in ages, we've got Terry. Who? Hello. The Fox. The Forgotten Son. Should, I put, the the, should I put the theme music in? Yeah, I think you should. Uh, why not? <laughs> How you been, mate, anyway? I'm not, doing, here? I'm not doing too bad. It's it, It's been too long, um, but I'm, I'm here. I'm back, finally, thought- in full swing, ready to talk about the two games I've played since the last time <laughs> I was here. <laughs> you should you should have been on last time's episode, mate, because that was pretty much the theme for that that one, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, I think we've all got stuff to talk about. So without further ado, Terry, you've not we've not heard you for a while. So what have you been playing, mate? I have been playing this little known game called Titanfall. More specifically, I've been playing the beta, 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 beta. How do you say beta? You say beta or beta? Um, I in this country you say beta, but saying it, I'll say beta then, just to be awkward. Um, yeah, I've been playing the Titanfall beta, which is the the big thing as of recording. Um, has been the main thing that people are clamouring for those next gen consoles for, because that is the only thing that's worth playing at the moment. Um, and it's pretty amazing, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's it's big, massive mechs. The Titans you play as pilots. It's kind of like Call of Duty, but you can jump. Um, and it... <laughs> Call of Duty, but you can jump. <laughs> that's, a, that's what it should say on the case. Exactly. <laughs> There's my little box quote. But I mean, it's made by you know uh, the people that was at Infinity Ward and then kind of left Infinity Ward um, as they were making Call of Duty. Um, and then made Respawn Entertainment, which is, is is the people that are making this game. And and yeah, it's it's a first person shooter, so you kinda know what you're getting into. Um I think Stu you've been playing it as well. Yeah. Um, like little bits and pieces. But yeah, it's it's a really fun game. I'm I've been enjoying it a lot, just kind of doing dumb shit really. Um, jumping about, um, clambering on top of mechs, which they like to call out the rodeo. Um, just shooting the crap out of Titans, getting blown up in Titans, um, just general stuff like that really. Um it's Really hectic. People were complaining about the fact that it was only uh, 6v6, and personally, I've not found that to be an issue. Um, a lot of people came out about that. Is that perhaps... See, this is the, the, the reason I'm glad both of you are here, because you're not the biggest like uh, online multiplayer, first-person shooter fan, are you, Terry? Not really, no. no. But um, Stu is, and I'd imagine I wouldn't mind the box because it would give me something a bit easier to shoot and let me build up my kill streaks. It's a f- but Stu, how are you finding it? It's a it? false economy. It's it, <laughs> it, it's a case of you go into the game and you, you run about and you shoot titans and you do stuff and you go, oh, this is this is really good, I'm killing lots of people. But then when you come across a real person, you know you're playing against them. And also, on a personal note, I don't like how on the minimap, it shows bots as small circles and then it shows uh, humans as <laughs> large circles. So you know you're coming up against a real player. Whereas right. there's no, there's no surprise. There's no like, oh, is he? Well, obviously, because you can tell when like, it takes about 40 seconds to realise. And I, I like it. For all it's worth it, it is good and it's, it's going to be a major thing. 
but when you're human on human, it, it takes on a totally different stance to the bots. Because mm. a lot of the bots just don't really... <laughs> the bots are okay, but they're no great. And when it becomes one-on-one, it's slightly too weighted. It's it's weird because not only are you shooting the one guy, you'll be shooting a bot, and the bot will be shooting at you. So it's kind of like, fuck off bot, I want to shoot this guy, you know? Um, how I've been playing it is... Well, because I'm the only one that seems to play, or I've seen playing it this way, is I drop my Titan, and then I'll put my Titan in follow mode, and then I'll start sweeping buildings, and my Titan, your Titan becomes an autonomous thing, so your Titan will sit and I'll just go, oh, there's a guy there, I'm going to shoot him, bang, bang, bang. And it becomes like a big bodyguard, but what i found is really cool is you can double-team enemy Titans, so while your Titan's getting digs into the front of the Titan, I can run in the back here with my anti-Titan device and blow him up at the back. So, so once you're, so basically... And for what I've seen in the trail, for the beta, I'm, I think I'm level 12. I'm no, I'm almost level cam at 14. Um, very few people can uh, take um, advantage of this concept of your time. A lot of people play hard point, which is kind of like uh, domination, where you have to capture points and they'll drop their titan and have them guard. And your titan right. will just stun about like a prick until somebody comes yeah. running to them. <laughs> Whereas when you put your titan on autonomous mode and he follows you, it's called follow mode. He basically, if you go into a building, he'll stand and walk around the outside of the building, try and get as close to you as possible. And there'll be times where I'm in the building shooting guys, and it'll say, Titan, engage an enemy Titan. And then if I just run, cloak, jump out the window, and then start hammering that enemy Titan, it's like you're double teaming them, but technically right. your best teammate's your big robot, who's, you, you know, basically an AI, but they'll never know that, you know? Does it, does it, does a Titan at least, um, if you're in the building, does it shoot people in the building, will you? No, it'll shoot people outside the building. Because I think that would be even cooler if you're running about the building. If it, sees, just the bu- if it sees them, it takes them. If you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah. there's been occasions where I'll run in and I'll start shooting. And if it sees them, it'll shoot them. But then it'll turn around and it'll shoot troops running into the building. So do one of you maybe want to tell us about the... Um, one of you want to tell me what, what, what's the graphics like on this on the beta? Is it all kind of... Polished up yet, or is it? How's it looking? Better, I think it looks. It looks really nice. Um, I have had a couple of occasions where the frame rate has just gone to shit on me. Uh, but other than that, I mean, considering it's a beta and we're in a time where I mean, I've already complained about Battlefield Four, the fact that it just craps out every single time. It you know, it it just feels like it basically. It has been a very smooth thing. They, they've really needed to nail it down with Titanfall, knowing that that is a potential system seller, and I've not had a problem getting into matches. Um, everything's run fine. Like I say, cut apart from a couple of the, the hitches where, like I say, it was stuttering a little bit. But other than that, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, and it, it just plays the same, really. Stu? Um, yeah, well, the thing to bear in mind as well is this is like a third-tier beta, because North America's had two previous betas. So, it's been through the grinder a bit, and I think today specifically is a key point because basically it was coded, so you would only get in if you had a code. Today they've just opened the doors and said, right, everybody, moan in. And I think that's a major, major decision, especially on EA's part, because basically they've went, right, screw it, everybody who's got an Xbox One will be able to play Titanfall. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everybody who's got an Xbox One will download that beta and play it. So it, they're testing the strength for the, the servers so that come March we'll be able to go on and there'll be no issues. I had a few points where it was trying to connect to servers last night, and I know they've been tinkering with the servers and stuff, so I'll give them a buy. But um, on the whole, yeah, the connection's smooth and that. Um, as for my my problems, kind of like as always, is with core mechanics of the game. You know what I mean? It's, what are you all about the day, Stu? Because you've got um, you're double teaming people. The connect it's smooth on the whole. All that. What's, what's happening here? The <laughs> I, new endos are flying about the place. I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. You know what I mean? I'm trying hard. Um, but I think, I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be, because it's the first of its kind, you'll find there'll be, if you, if, as, I'm gonna take COD as an example. COD Obviously, had, the, the, I mean, I know people will be saying we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it, but this is, that's exactly what it's gonna get, uh, compared to, cause that's who it's out to kind of impress into the COD fans. It's mere COD than it is Battlefield. But, Aye, definitely. But then, as somebody said to me, it's COD, if they mixed COD and Mirror's Edge together. And it's pretty much uh, yeah, and gave and added a lot of cocaine. Aye, and somebody <laughs> liked Transformers, you know. Um, <laughs> I think I think it, it looks promising, and like as I say, I've got it pre-ordered and stuff. As I said in the last show and stuff, um, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be pretty big, um, and 
it is going to be what it is, you know. And I think right. come back in six months' time, we'll see where we're standing, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what, about, what about you, Terry? For the from a kind of person that doesn't like to play, well, doesn't play too many of these kind of first-person shooter multiplayer style things. Do you think it's the kind of thing you'll stick to? Or? Yeah, I kind of do. I mean, it, for example, I, I was playing uh, with a, a couple of people today, and. Um, yeah, it, it's fun to if you're in like a private party, um, you know, you're playing with your friends and and uh, yeah, just kind of going ahead and just shooting the crap out of people. And I've never really bothered. But the one thing that they're missing out at the moment is kind of like those story elements. Um, we kind of got a glimpse of that at Eurogamer, um, but these are just straight up like multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's but just yeah. really to test the servers on it, to test the mm-hmm. actual gameplay. It's- check for bugs and stuff like that at the moment. I'd imagine, yeah, that stuff will be a bit more prominent. And there's only, what, uh, two maps in this one? Yeah. yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of people worried about how many maps are going to be in the actual game, but this is a beta. We don't even know. Do see, you know what I mean? See, because it's one of these um, and kind of like campaign mixed in with multiplayer, you're talking about at least, what, 12 maps, I'd say. Right. Easy. I think when, um, was it, when Halo uh, Reach did the beta... Am I right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that one did the beta. There was only uh, three maps for that. Mm-hmm. And well, at first, right. in the beta. Um, and as I say, that when you got the game, there was a whole ton of maps to pick for. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think uh, there's nothing really to worry about from that point of view. And I'm hoping that each one will have its own kind of like story element to it or whatever, maybe. Um, I don't know if that's... That's gone. Ah, well, that's the key. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, I can see while playing it the where the story will be implemented because before the game start you're in a drop ship and there's a robot kind of pointing at you to escape and what it's a case is that robot could then become an NPC who could be talking to you giving you orders going we need this and when you're playing the game uh, especially hard point we UMVs appear uh, with characters telling you we need to capture this point blah 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 and stuff yeah. and I think that's where the They'll, they'll eek story at you and stuff because there's like parts where like when you're getting told your titan's ready to drop I've had a woman appear, I've had a robot appear and I've had a guy appear telling me my titan's two minutes from drop and I think it'll, they'll just replace certain parts of this with story content depending on what you do you know. What do you think? Do you think we're looking at a like Left 4 Dead style each um, each map maybe has its own story or are we talking about maybe an overarching thing that Continues as you play different modes and stuff like that. I don't know. I think I think I think they might do it like you play through the campaign and then you unlock the map and then you get the choice to go and play the map in another mode. You know, mm-hmm. so there'll be like a mode called like say campaign, obviously, boom boom, and after that it'll just stream. Yeah, it'll unlock that map and you'll be able to play it with other elements ah. and stuff. You know. Yeah, like maybe like a a Spartan Ops style campaign where before you play the multiplayer match you might get a bit of story fed to you and then you do the mission and then you get a wee bit after it. Aye. Perhaps. Yeah. Aye, cool. Well, I have to say I hate the Perry you for having this because I don't. You're welcome. And also I'm aware that Dash and Jace both have this as well. So you are all cunts. Everybody with an Xbox One's got it well because they opened the doors to everybody. So <laughs> no one will put an no, Xbox One. No, I just mean one. as in you're all playing this at the moment. This is a thing that's happening and I'm not. So aye. Uh, Terry, do you want to change the subject there before my head explodes? <laughs> sure, why not? Um, the only other game I've been playing at the moment is a game that seems to be everyone playing at the moment. Um, I'm not quite sure why. Um, it's actually Spelunky. And this game came out on 360... What, years uh, ago. Yeah, two, three years ago. And it seems to be kind of everyone playing it again. And I kind of played the demo on the 360 and kind of thought, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's um, it's not too bad. And then kind of bought the uh, PlayStation, the Vita version, um, and then I've, I've not been able to put that thing down. Um, I it's... don't get it. Sorry? I don't get it. I don't get it. I played the demo as well, and I just didn't get it. Well, it's it's a two D platformer, but it requires skill because if you've what it is is basically you are a treasure hunter that goes into these caves and there's a bunch of other different environments, and you're just basically trying to get to the end. Um, obviously, like you do with games, you try and get to the end, but there's a lot more skill 
involved and everything is out to kill you and the only reason that you die is probably through your own stupidity um so it's you know the procedurally generated uh, levels um so no no two are the same um but the have like individual sections which you can kind of see oh i recognize this bit in this part and blah 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 but um you know there's treasure to collect um for some reason even deep in these caves there are uh, shopkeepers that you can buy things from or even steal things from and if you steal from them they will try and hunt you down with a shotgun and kill you to death um <laughs> there are random things like i mean you get like random encounters with like um bats and and skeletons and scorpions snakes kind of all that sort of stuff and as you progress through the levels the enemy types change and and all this that and the other but it's um i don't know what it is about it it's one of those simple pick up and play you kind of play it for a little bit and you think shit i'm dead right i'll just have one more go and then rinse and repeat as as there a point to it what, 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 like the, it's not it's not just continuous digging until you get like the high score and then you eventually die and then have to start it all over again. Then there is actually a goal. It's not to get to the there is a th- no. It's just to get to the end really. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no point. There there is the kind of like the story mode. Basically, you're going through. There's no real story to talk of. You just walk through a door, and then it says the walls are shifting, and then you're kind of going through. Um, you've got your caves, you've got like a jungle section, you've got ice caves. But the good thing about it is there's more layers to it because you can actually find like, for example, if you find a, a key uh, to open like a locked chest in, in one of the caves, that will give you uh, something that um, when you go to the jungle, you can find a hidden door in one of the levels that will take you to like this big massive shop and it offers everything, and then you can get another item, and that will unlock somewhere else. So you're always, like, trying to kind of challenge yourself to, like, find these things and, like, do these certain things. Or just try and see how far you can get. I mean, there is an option to do uh, what the class is a daily challenge, which you've got to try and collect as much money as possible. And, you know, obviously if you've got, you know, friends, you know, that are playing the same, the you know, the same daily challenge, it's basically... It is based on how much money you collect and see how far you can get. So there is that aspect to it as well, and it's it's one of those. It's one one challenge per day. Um, everyone gets the same exact layout um, as each other, and it just adds a little bit more. But I don't know what it is. It does have like that addictive um, that ad- addictive feel to it. It's it's not too bad. But I've been playing that probably since the last time I was on here, and I can't stop playing it. I think listening to you, I think I've got the right impression from the demo that I played, and I don't think it's for me to be honest with you. Stu, you played this famously, yeah, at Eurogamer, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was my um, my moment of fame. Uh, yeah, I got to play this on the outside Xbox guys uh, show. Was a they had the challenge where you were to do it, do the first mm-hmm. cave sec, first three, first three levels as fast as possible. And I'd never played it in my puff. And that shows in my game style. But yeah, after playing that, I was like, right, I need to get this done. So I come home and I bought it. And yeah, I've been playing it off and on as well in my, my 360. Uh, so you like it as well then? Like and want to beat my time, feel better about myself are two different things, I suppose. Um, yeah. It, it, if you get a good run at it, it's good. It, it can be really good. But nine times out of ten, it can be a right pain in the arse. Uh, it's kind of like, it reminds me a lot of the Binding the Isaac kind of style of game, you know what I mean? That kind of you, you basically you'll get so far and you'll get your arse kicked, and it is fun. It is fun, and it is pick up and play. And if you can get it for a decent price, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely a go get that, you know. Mm. But um, it's not for everyone, I'd say. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I don't again. I just I don't see myself ever going back to even try it again. But. But you're, you're enjoying it anyway, Terry. I am. I, I felt the same way about it that you did, and then just kind of figured it, it in fact, it was actually on sale at one point. Um, kind of thought, fuck it, I'll just buy it, see how I get on with it, and it, it's just one of those. It's the same as Minecraft. Um, I was hesitant to get that for ages, and then got kind of forced into buying it, and then again, that's another game that I can't stop putting down as well, so it's just yeah. one of those. But no, that's that's basically what I've been kind of playing. I've been doing other stuff as well, but other than that, that's about it. Fair enough, mate. Um, so is that all for your games then? 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this week has been brought to you by Titanfall Beta that's been out for two days and Spelunky. No, not a, not an official sponsor. No. Unless they want no. to send us money. <laughs> uh, anything else you've been up to then? Um, I'm just doing my own thing, you know, just kind of I'm going to the cinema, going and watch some films. Um, Don't do this to me, Terry. I'm, I'm reading the notes here. And I'm saying, <laughs> read, I, I see the words read comics. No one ever talks about comics on here. <laughs> Get it, tell. I have been dipping back into comics more than I have been reading comics for a very, very long time. Um, basically, me and a friend um, go to um, Leeds once every so often and indulge in comics. So I have been reading, in fact I have them right next to me, I have been reading um, Marvel Now, number one of Wolverine, which changes everything. Um, I've been reading Robocop, uh, Last Stand, which was basically a comic based off of... Um, it's a one-shot, these... isn't it? Huh? That's a one-shot, isn't it? It's uh, a series. They've got the one-shots for the new film that oh. came out, um, which... I think they've got about four or five of those. I think they're from like all different like um, artists and and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, Robocop: The Last Stand, which is basically the script for Robocop Three, which Frank Miller wrote. Um, yeah, it's 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 not too bad. It's weird in places, um, you know, like people flirting with with uh, Robocop and him reciprocating. That is just bizarre. It's not the Robocop I'm used to. Damn it. Used to blood squibs, him shooting people in the face, and there's only one Robocop movie in there, mate. When it comes to, I'm telling you, and this will lead on perfectly to what I've been to the cinema to see, which is Robocop. Now, no spoilers. I know. I'm gonna go see this during the weekend. I was gonna go today, but I missed out on it. So, but I'd like to know what the what your opinion of this is. It's ah okay. Good. Let me let me preface it. Let me preface this by saying that Robocop, the original, is one of my all-time favourite films. And this is a modern... This is a decent modern action film, but I find it really difficult to try and forget that Robocop exists, like the original uh, Robocop exists, because there's still like the same tropes, and it's like... They've changed like half the stuff, and it's just really weird. Like, I... I would, if I say that it's not spoilery, you'll probably consider it a spoiler anyway. So I'm not going to go that. No, I just go for it, mate. Just go, as long as you're not telling me what happens. It's, at the well, end, it's basically in the, point it, well. What I would advise is don't go onto YouTube and search for RoboCop because there are some videos out there that show B-roll footage, and right. it spoiled the ending of the film for me. Sure. Which yeah, was like a bit that. shit. But in the trailer, basically, this version of Alex Murphy remembers who he is. He remembers what happened to him. He remembers his family. So he's got his little robo wife and his little robo kid. And it's weird considering... He's a superhero now. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, he always kind of... I mean, the, the bloodlines have been a superhero. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he was a hero because he would go about saving people and he did have... He was overpowered compared to... But yeah. now he is like a proper... You could, you could fit him into like the next superhero team. Yeah, the, the the problem being is that let's put it this way: this film was decent. It has how do I put it? It has given enough to make me want to see a sequel to see where they'd take it next. Right. This was the this was a decent way to you know create the groundworks for this new version of RoboCop, <clears throat> which I think they take it in interesting ways, given purely the fact that he does remember everything. They've kind of gone off their B-path in the timeline uh, and done their own thing. The difficulty being is that RoboCop, even though he is kind of like the superhero, doesn't have his cast of supervillains. Right. There is no yeah. standout supervillain that he has. He doesn't have his equivalent to the Joker. So when you're getting a cast of, like, bad guys, it's kind of like, oh, we'll make Joe Bloggs. Um, he's kind of got nothing interesting to him, and we don't know what to do. You know, Robocop, apart from, obviously, in the TV series where he had, was it Putty Face or something like that? Um, which we won't talk about, but at least that was a villain that, you know, Robocop had, but they take it in decent ways. Uh, it, if you can pull your brain out, it's a mindless action flick. Um, it does have its moments. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was one of those. And then I also saw Lego Movie. Oh, 
do one. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah, it, it's. Is it as funny as the trailer is? Yes. Like, uh, I was worried that the trailer had like, all the funny bits in it, and then you would go and be like, "Right, I'm only laughing at the bits I've already seen." Or... It barely scratches on the surface. It, it, like it's got that familiar Lego feel. It, you know, like the games, they have the the Lego humor. You know, they're on like specific brand of humor. And uh, this is the exact same as that. Um, it takes into some really silly places. Um, some quite interesting cameos um, from some of the other Lego licenses that are in there. I was surprised at how much Batman gets screen time, given that you kind of think he's going to be like a little cameo and then off to the side. But he's actually one of the main people in it. Um, right. But yeah, it, it, it goes into some interesting places and it's it's got that warm that heartwarming feel that a U-rated film um, does, you know, when you've got kids sat around you and there's two grown males sat in a cinema, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of adults are just going to see this without kids anyway. It's the same with, like, when you get, like, your Pixar movies and stuff that come out as well. Adults will go to see it. And um, given that we're all gamers and we've all played, well, most of us have played the Lego games and we know what kind of humour can go into these games, then, yeah, it's fairly positive. Uh, there was there was the one. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, it does have. You know, it's like everything else. It does have its kind of like. This is if you an adult, you can kind of see the humor in it. Like for example, there's a a, a Lego guy in there who keeps on saying that he likes sausage, and <laughs> he carries sausages around with him. And the way that they say it is kind of like, oh, that's <laughs> I see what you did there. But kids are like. Yeah. Fucking oh, so, so there's a lot of that in it then? Not a lot of it. There's a couple of instances yeah. in that, but on the whole, it is like innocent, um, innocent humour for the kids. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really good film. That is one I I would highly recommend. Um, I'm hearing a I lot. I think of I'll stuff. be catching. Sorry, I think I'll be catching that next week with my boys. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll let you know what I think yeah, about yeah. that as well. And Robocop next week as well. Yeah. So. If that's yourself out the way then, uh, Stu, what have you been up to, mate? Um, Point eight four, as we previously heard, which was uh, fun and good and all. And as reported on the last cast, uh, I got to download the Call of Duty maps. Woo! Yay! Fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, trust in Pebbles. Yeah. Uh, very much. Um, I really like them. Uh, they're a bit kind of different. They're a lot smaller than I had imagined them. They're quite close quarters. Um, and they've a good mixture, uh, uh, range and stuff, because it's like, uh, containment is a really short map, it's the one I was talking about with the bridge with the radioactive, uh, truck on it, and sure. it's really good, I like just going the pit bull and just running about, it's a shotgun, just running about super fast, just pounding people left, right and centre, because everybody likes to sit either side of the bridge and shoot, and if you just go, ah, fuck it, I'm getting right in there, you can get rack up kills, um, Bayview is the one with the tram, and it's really strange. And what's that? How it says Wally Thompson and come and call. Uh, I don't know, mate. Strange. I don't know who that is, so maybe don't answer him. Right, I'll just take. I'll just take pause. <laughs> That's really strange because it's this stuff that we're and I'm like, I'm in. A, I'm in. A call you anyway. Um. Aye. I think you should have answered and found out what happened. That could have been like <laughs> something at the ring or something the grudge. It could, or have, been, it could have been you for the future. Sure, <laughs> don't talk about it. Come with me if you want to live. Where we're going, you don't need roads. It's like the ultimate, the ultimate movie, yeah, crescendo. Anyway, yeah, Bayview, down by the beach on the boardwalk. Yeah, uh, it's a really lovely map. Uh, there's an offshore kind of battleship sitting in the, the special ability. There's a salvo. They just shell the place. Um, again, a nice close quarters. Good verticality. Uh, you can, good sniper spots and stuff in that. I really like that map. Um, Ignition, which is a remake of Scrapyard and it's in a rocket base. Good ranged one. Good for assault rifles. Uh, it could be a pain in the arse really because they could spawn in everywhere shape and form. Um, and the big one is Fog, which is basically a, Everybody's horror movie concept burst out and littered around the place. And the one where you get to go Michael Myers. Which, having thought about it, and this is the thing that annoyed me, because I don't like being the guy that goes, why is he in that? Well, 
Having raked my brain after listening to the show, obviously, I've realised that Michael Myers was technically the mode like zombies in COD, because now zombies was a fan-made mode. And Halo, Michael Myers is what you would play in Call of Duty. And you'd hide in a closet and you'd kill people in a house. And that was back in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 that that arised. Because I remember being in a few lobbies with people going, I want to play Michael Myers. And that's probably what it is. It's an homage to that original mode. Um, And basically when you become Michael Myers, you become a maniac, which is basically kind of like a juggernaut. You treble health, maybe double health. You've got quite a lot of health and you just run about with your axe pounding people. And it's brilliant because at the beginning you could run up to people and they would just stand. And I remember there was a guy prone shooting and I just ran at the side of him and just started jumping up and down on top of him and they looked up and I just whacked him with the axe. (laughs) And just such crazy moments. You would run and there were two guys running and you'd be able to get both of them in two swipes and it'd be like, you just feel so overpowered and such a mad axe man. Um, And the really cool thing was people would follow you. So your team would get behind you. As you run about with the axe, and they'd obviously shoot. It was really strange mechanic because I'd never seen this in a, in a COD game. Um, but it seemed they'd give you fire support while you run about with the axe, and it's great playing it because when you play it and the, the theme tune starts playing, the, the Friday the 13th theme, it's really, really good. Um, it really adds tension and depth to the to the map, you know. And there's enough kind of homages to horror movies in that map. If you're a horror fan, it's really worth having a wee having a wee look about, you know. Um, <laughs> Haunted houses, taxidermy, and all of this. Really nice. Really, really nice, Matt. That actually, that actually sounds more interesting than what I thought that was going to be. I just thought it was going to be, oh, you're Michael Myers, just kind of running around random Call of Duty maps. But see, no, you're only Michael Myers on the one map. Right, okay. Right. See, I thought, I was thinking the same thing, Terry. Um, but I think you're missing, you might be missing a trick here. The, because, I mean, you've obviously been playing like, team death matches with, but can yeah. you play this, this same match in like a free-for-all setting? Well, the only way I like to play Team Deathmatch, Team Objective, and Hardcore, which is a mixture of Team Deathmatch and Objective, but that's... So there's, there's no, like, uh, Lone Wolf style? At the moment. Because uh, I think it would be so much... The, the, like, has anybody played... Um, do you remember when the Chronicles of Riddick remake came out? Yeah. Uh, and did, did any of you ever try the multiplayer yep, on that? Yep. No. And you had that really cool, uh, I can't remember what the mode was, but the one where, you, where one person went Riddick, mm-hmm. and everybody else had to run about in the dark while Riddick was hunting you, and then if you killed Riddick, you got to be Riddick. Ah, it's kind of like Aliens, Alien Pred- Alien vs Predator had that same mode as well. Aye, I'd, I'd like that to be the thing, because I, t- I tend to like the, the kind of things, and then with Call of Duty having a lot of people to actually play with it, would it be just... Oh, you enjoy it while it's first come out. It's the kind of thing you can dabble back into every now and again, but... I think, to bear in mind with this news, but the map pack's just launched, so there's a, there's a purpose-built playlist just now. Aye. And then what you'll find is once it's been out for a good three, four months, it'll filter into the mainstream, and once it filters into the mainstream, they're tweaking modes as well in the actual mode, because with the announcement of this, they tweaked uh, gun mode. They brought introduced, sorry, they introduced gun mode into the standard playlist and they introduced uh, Hunted and they be, instead of being Hunted as in a team game it's now a free-for-all game so I know it's uh, Hunted suits that format better you know um, and I think that's the kind of the big thing is they're kind of tweaking little bits here and there so I think once this has been out for a while and the next pack comes out they might reuse these assets and stuff you know um, so yeah it's definitely I definitely liked it and also the Extinction map that came with is really good Nightfall uh, it takes you to like Alaska, and it's all snow covered, and there's actually a story bled through it this time, um, right. and not whereas when you just go in, and you're destroying hives and killing things. You go in and you're looking for a doctor, and then it changes to you're looking for a colonel, and the breeder, which is a fucking monster, I think, is absolute pain in the ass to kill. But it's just a really nice. T- it's a time sink. You, you spend about an hour two hours in it to get by the first two sections in it, you know. I've yet to get to the labs in it because I've never been with a team strong enough to be able to get to the labs. So um, that's what my list to do is try and finish that before the next episode. And like I say, that's building up the the backstory of the extinction, why the aliens have came to Earth and stuff, you know. So um, all good fun all round. COD actually sounds quite decent right now. That does sound something quite different to what COD usually is. I know Jay, Jay was saying he was wanting to play Extinction because he was going, oh, I want to play COD with Aliens. And COD with Aliens, uh, playing Extinction was really, really good. It's like zombies, but slightly more involved. 
but it's a lot more team orientated because you need to work as a team, as a unit, you know. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Can't complain so, at it at the moment. So what you what you're telling me is that that is a better aliens game than aliens colonial marines. Oh, you had to mention it, didn't you? You had to mention it. There's always an episode. It's like, we're trying to make it for an episode without mentioning Alien Colonial Marine, and you go and mention it. Always one. It had to be done. <laughs> so is that all you've been playing then, Stu? Uh, no, I picked up a cheeky wee uh, mobile game called Astro Rush, which is on Android. I think it might be on Apple. I have no idea, as I don't own an Apple device. <laughs> but um, if you you can imagine it, your ship moves diagonally, so if you press the left hand of the screen, the ship will go up, you let go, the ship goes down, and you basically navigate yourself through uh, asteroids and right. asteroid fields and aliens to make it to a warp gate at the end. It's really easy to pick up and play, kind of like really quick, quick fix on the lava or quick fix waiting for a bus kind of game. I really like it. Um, I kind of saw one of my mates tweeting that his mate, his mate made it, so I gave it a go and I really like it, so it's definitely worth a pick up and play sort of thing, you know. For the love of me, I can't remember how much it was. I think it was about 60 pence, which is buttons. Um, um, and I really, it might please you to know that it doesn't exist on the App Store. That's good, because he's a he's an Android man. I knew he would be an Android man, so if you've got Android, definitely get your hands on Astro Rush, which is a great wee uh, pick up and play enjoyable arcade game. So, good times. Fair enough, mate. Um... Well, I guess I better start talking then, eh? Right. Uh, as predicted, the Wolf Among Us came out that Wednesday just there, which was, what date was that? Three months ago by the time you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad. Uh, which was the 12th? No, it wasn't. It was the one before that. Eight, uh, fourth? Fifth. <laughs> Eighth. Fifth, fifth. Oh, fifth I was February. close, I was close. Right, so I'll do that again. So, as predicted, the Wolf Among Us episode two came out on the first uh, Wednesday in February. I think somebody said that in the last episode, but uh, yes, I downloaded that. I had some problems downloading it for the first couple of days, but I was reading online and a lot of people have had this issue, uh, and I had to actually get a code sent to me. Because hmm. I've got the season pass, you see. Nah, I heard it was screwed. Uh, but I, I tried, tried to kind of download it for a while. I was looking at it online. And it wasn't until about two days later that I noticed I actually had a message in my inbox that I just hadn't even looked at. And it was from Xbox with a code to just download it. Which was fine, because I wasn't planning on playing it anyway, because I had people visiting and I wanted to wait till that time. The second I had a bit of time to play this, I just sat down, cleared everything off, uh, turned off my phone, and just sat down with it, and aye, it was good, I enjoyed it, it's definitely not the Walking Dead calibre, mm. like, for excitement levels and stuff like that, but, you know, if, Terry, have you played this? I've not played, I've not even played the original Walking Dead. And you've downloaded it? I don't, do I've played, so I've be, played the first episode, yeah, I've no... Um, I get, like I said in the last show, I'm, I'm on the fence over. I want to get right into it and buy the season pass on my 360 or the hold the gun and hope that it comes to the one. I'd say for your point of view, if it's not exactly massively your thing, like you don't feel the need to definitely dive into it, I would hold off for either it to come to the Xbox One or for it to go on sale later on. Hmm. Uh, it's good. As I say, I enjoy it. It follows the same kind of... Um, you know, I mean, the same process as The Walking Dead. It's, it seems to be, for me, I think it, it seems to be a wee bit more actiony. And by that, I just mean there's a lot more uh, quick time events in it. Mm. We've got a lot more kind of action scenes that you watch while you press buttons. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. But that, that probably puts me off a wee bit because it's not the best way to tell a story. Um, I, I, what can I really say about it? It was really short. And this is what's worrying me because the. The Walking Dead uh, Season 2 Episode 1 was extremely short compared to what's came before it. And this one only took me two and a half hours to complete do you think, this episode. Do you think they've maybe bitten off more than they can chew Telltale? Because technically they've got The Walking Dead, they've got The Wolf Amongst Us, they've got The Titan, the Titanfall, fuck off. They've got The Borderlands <laughs> uh, game and they've got a Game of Thrones game well, that we know are coming. So they've got a lot on their plate and do you think this is why the games are getting shorter is because it's sacrificing 
This quality. is what I'm worried about, mate. This is, this is exactly what I'm worried about. Uh, and, and I kind of gave excuses to The Walking Dead because it was the first episode. As I said before, Clementine wasn't the way an actual group, so you never got any kind of moments where you would stop and just go around a bunch of characters and have conversations and stuff. But this, in this game, there was no real excuse for it. And I know it's not a large price, but I mean, the first season of The Walking Dead, I was finding about what maybe four hours average to get through an episode. Uh, but that's, I like to go about and talk to everybody and make sure I'm checking every single item and stuff like that. That's probably taking longer than most people do, but if that's my average time, I didn't, I've not been playing The Wolf Among Us any differently. So I'd imagine people who are playing through these games really quickly and not stopping to try and find everything in it, um, I'd imagine people will be knocking this out in under two hours. Do you know what I mean? And that's not great, is it? Not really. No. As I said, The Wolf Among Us, it's an alright wee story if you like the whole uh, fairy tale, grim fairy tale style thing. But if you're not entirely first, I wait for it to go on sale. Um, I wouldn't even say wait for it to go on Xbox One because I don't know that it's exciting enough to pay whatever premium price they're going to put it at mm. if they do that. Um, I would say, again, just wait until like, maybe later <coughs> in the year if they decide to put the whole thing on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but aye, it doesn't bode well for the next episode of The Walking Dead, which God knows when that's going to make an appearance now as well. Um, but here's hoping. Apart from that, um, I played, well, I say I played, um, but somebody listening here will be sniggering right now listening to this. I played Silent Hill Downpour, and by that I mean uh, John Salmon, who guested on an episode for us before, played Silent Hill downpour while I sat and watched all weekend and screamed like a girl. Yes, screamed the whole point like a woman. <laughs> the whole point in this was I was we were supposed to be gonna do um pass and play, so we we're gonna just like play a bit each until we got a bit fed up and then pass it on to the other person. But and we done that for maybe the first hour of the game, which was fine. Uh, and then I started to make excuses because John inverts his controller. Oh, he's one of them. <laughs> so I started to make the excuse that, and I knew in my brain that I was making up an excuse here, I started to make the excuse that, oh man, I can't be bored pausing it and changing the controller, so just <coughs> play it. 30 seconds too much for you. Oh, too much. Aye. So, <laughs> aye, I, I sat and watched them, but from what I've seen, I'm no impressed entirely. It was alright, I mean, I still, I'm a shite bag. Let's, full disclosure here on the table, you've heard me on the Halloween episode. I do not do well with horror games, even though I really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did. We played this properly in the dark, kind of thing, and I did. I, I got a few jump scares at it. Um, I felt a bit uncomfortable at times, but nothing compared to what Silent Hill's been in the past. Uh, but I've got massive complaints about this game. Uh, I mean, first off, you can tell. I, I know that uh, Homecoming was the one that was made by the American studio. It still had some of the original game designers on board at the time so it felt alright but this one doesn't feel like a Silent Hill game at all it feels as if it's something else that they've just slapped the Silent Hill logo onto the music's brilliant in it uh, I can't remember what the name of the guy is but it's the guy that does the music for Dexter uh, if anybody's no interested in Dexter <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music's pretty good in it the problem I've got with it is it's still the same issues as I've got with Homecoming, where... Did anybody watch the Silent Hill movies? Yes. yes. Yeah. For my sins, I'll burn in hell for that. Do you remember that... I thought the first one was actually alright, but uh, we'll not get into that discussion. Sean Bean, you bastard. Well, he's only in <laughs> two, two and a half minutes, isn't he? Sharp, I mean. Sharp's the man. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he only came back for the second one, because they had to kill him off in the first one. Just wanted to make sure. Here's a wage. <laughs> come, and, come and get your wage, Sean. Aye, plus Sean Bean dies and everything, doesn't he? So Aye. it probably didn't sit well for him, Go- so he had to come back for season. Google Sean Bean, the uh, death reel, brilliant. One of the things that always annoyed me about the film was, you know, when Silent Hill makes the flip into the dark world? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yes. In the games, it would always be really subtle. Like you would go in and do something, and you would turn around, and the world would have changed around about you, things like that. The film ad- uh, added in this whole new thing where you actually watch all the paint peeling off the walls and you watch the world turning into this ridiculous place. 
and I, I never liked that in the film and uh, Homecoming did it and now this one does it as well where that's how it works in the game the only difference this time is when you go into the dark world if anybody are you guys a fan of the series in the past or have you been yeah. historically I've, yeah I've, I don't know if I've got all of them up to four and the room is the greatest one I love the room oh, but the room's no, the room so much but no the room's so detached for the actual it's like the room's that's a bastard child because it was never meant to be a Silent Hill and then they just correct. went we'll throw the Silent Hill name on it uh, <laughs> and I, it's I, just I, like I it's my favourite and it's kind of like uh, okay it's a decent game but um, aye if, if you're fans then you'll know when it turns into the dark world in Silent Hill you tend to keep the same map that you had before and now suddenly it's you have to do the whole place again. It's just like an alternate version of the same building. It was a kind of maybe a cheap way of extending the gameplay a wee bit by letting you go through the same building again. Resident Evil 2 now. Yeah. Aye, aye. So, but it worked back then. In <clears> this <throat> case, whenever you go into the dark world, nine times out of ten, it's just you running through random corridors away from something that I can't even describe what you're running away from. It's just a stupid light thing that keeps chasing you and it doesn't even make any sense and you go into this dark world all the time and I don't know it doesn't feel scary it just feels comical running away because you're running and there's these cages that have torsos in it with beating hearts that you have to throw down to stop this light thing from getting to you and it just looks so silly you should watch some YouTube footage it's ridiculous but um, talking about ridiculous Nadie's played this one, have you? No. No, no, I've, played, don't, I've don't. played quite a bit of it. Um, I know which bit you're on about, though, uh, which is a bit ridiculous. Right. What did you think of the enemies? A bit ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the game is silly. There's, um... No, Stu, you know what to look for in a Silent Hill game in terms of enemies, like weird, fleshy creatures. That... Like something Geiger would have come up with. Would have looked... Aye. Kind of at home and kind of like that kind of no alien, but that kind of vein, vein, you know. Right, and this one, the the enemy you'll fight most of the time, like nine times out of ten, you're going to fight a woman that looks kind of like, like she's, I'd say like a witch or something like that, that runs about and wobbles her hands in a really silly way and runs about the streets looking for you and stuff like that. And on top of that, you've got these guys. You have to fight that have ridiculous goatees and dark hair and wear like joggy bottoms. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> scary than Kill the hips, though. Kill the hips. As you fight them, when you put them down, it's the same way where the enemies will kind of arrive in the ground and feet and, and pain and you get the chance to finish them off and if you don't, they can get back up. If you leave the enemies, right, the guys in particular, <laughs> as they lie in the ground, they'll make noises and the noises sound something along the lines of Hoya! Hoyo! <laughs> racist, it's the most, not. It's, it's the most stupid, ridiculous enemies ever, and it just made me laugh most of the time. Um, this is the first time they've done the whole. Uh, they've went for a whole open world aspect thing, mm. which I don't know if this is really the first time because I feel as if Silent Hill 2 was fairly open world in the way that if you had to go to like, maybe the apartments, there was so many other streets you could go down just to explore buildings and say, and I think this is just fairly the same. It's not like GTA where you can just run about the whole city and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's still the same idea as what, like the way Silent Hill 2 was laid out. I, uh, I think the but, difficulty with Silent Hill 2 was the fact that if you went into like apartment buildings, apart from the doors that you had to go through to progress, everything else was locked, so there was not much room for exploration. Mm-hmm. And I find this is worse than that. Whenever you go into an actual, you know, one of the actual story uh, buildings, mm. one of the proper big like, areas you're going to be in for a while, Yeah, I find 90% of the doors are locked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it feels a bit silly. But one of the worst things was you get side, you get, uh, side quests in this game. And it is properly like side quests, like as if you're in playing like some silly horror RPG game, where you you'll pick up a mission, you have to go and solve it. You'll get a couple of health kits for doing it. Uh, but one of the first ones we encountered was there's a police car going about the city. That have, did you ever come across this? 
Terrace. Yes. I... You hear sirens, yeah. and we thought maybe it was a a plot point that we had to find, so we kind of followed the sound of the sirens, and the first time it happened, it's just ridiculous. It's like this Mad Max-style police car pulls up beside you, and then disappears, and as it disappears, there's like three enemies standing there, and you need to fight them, and part of the side quest is you need to go and find the, the dispatch station and oh, yeah. shut down the car <laughs> doing that. And it's just, the whole thing is just silly. Uh, I mean, to be fair, when you go into the proper missions and go and do a proper mission part, that that's when it becomes a bit more interesting and the puzzles were actually fairly decent in it. Mm-hmm. I, I won't take that away from it, but this is not a Silent Hill game. This is less of a Silent Hill game than Silent Hill 4 was, Stu. Yeah. So I avoid this like the plague, everybody. I can't, I can't even speak badly enough about this game. While we're sticking the knife into Silent Hill, don't buy the HD remake of 2 and 3 because yeah, it's freeze bugger into it and you can't, you can't actually finish it. So. Not only that, though, but they did the whole new voice actors and, and everything and the graphics aren't fantastic. There's the, the, the reason that they had the fog was to cover up, like, you know, draw distance and stuff like that. That's been cleaned up, so it just doesn't look fantastic. There's so in short, kids, buy Dead with Premonition. That's our <laughs> guaranteed it's just, victory. It's, it's a sad place to be, to be new into it, because... Uh, I think the arse has felt a Konami, if I'm honest. It's, it's a, not just that, but what I was going to say is, like, your two major horror franchises that we all kind of grew up with, your Resident Evil and your Silent Hill, both of them have kind of went to shit now, haven't they? Yeah. They're, they're nothing like what they used to be anywhere, and I don't know that there's anything that's kind of stepped up takes its place. Dead Space no. came close and then and fucked then it up. shit already within three games, do you know what I mean? Enemy, so. uh, Evil Within looks like a new challenger for the throne as well. Outlast I, if you I feel mean, like that. So. Sorry? Outlast is that one as well. Yeah. Oh, you don't, yeah, actually, you don't actually fight in it. You don't... That's not well, really... It's more a... You're there for the ride. I'm not so bothered about that, as long as it's a game, as long as it's something I can... Like, I don't need to just sit on the couch and look. Cause no, you want to hide behind the couch and look. I'm, no, I want to have to react to things. That's when it becomes more scary. I'm fine with watching horror movies. I can sit on the couch. I can um, cry behind my jumper or something like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A cushion. But um, when it comes to a game, that's why the game's more scary, because when the horrible things are happening on your screen, you need to react to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You can't just shut your eyes and wait for it to be finished, do you know what I mean? So That's what she said. Even, even the, the lights out last, I'm imagining I kind of just watch that, I, I still would have to hold the controller, do you know what I mean? And I still will have to react, so I'm happy with even that. But it just saddens me where these franchises have went, because Homecoming was alright, uh, and I couldn't play Homecoming myself either, and I actually found that to be no too bad, but this is just oh, a shambles of the series. But um, for on the kind of mildly horror point of view, I, I think I mentioned in the last episode I, I borrowed myself a PlayStation 3. Yeah. Mm. I, so I have been playing for my first outing in the PlayStation 3 in a long, long time. I have chosen to play The Last of Us. Good for you. I, <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy? Did you buy a checkered shirt to sit in the oven room in, just just to make you feel more like Joel? <laughs> um, right. First, I'm gonna full disclosure here before I start talking about this game. I do not like this game as much as everybody, everybody else does. I'm out. I'm off. That's it. I'm 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 away to take a shot because I I, I can't even listen to this. <laughs> that is not to say that this is a bad game. It's not even. This is a great game, but I was led to believe that this was the perfect game in terms of uh, narrative and, you know, the the narrative's fine, and it is, and I know this is what you told me, Terry, going into this game, that it's all about the story and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I could accept that if it wasn't such a gameplay-heavy game. Does that make sense? Yes, I can see where you're coming from. If... It was this. This was the game, right? Well, we're putting it out. We're not. It's going to be more, more about the story. Then do you know what? Put more story into it. Don't have me spending long periods of time trying to do janky stealth sections, running out of bullets. Not because I'm shit at it, but just because Joel's 
aiming reticules bouncing about all over the place, things like that. Um, but yeah, I've I've still been enjoying it, uh, but it's not been what I'd expected it to be. Do, do you know that way when you really when you're really really enjoying a game and you go away from it and you're thinking about it while you're at work, mm-hmm. you're dying to get back to turn it back on again, and then you just play it. When you get in, you'll just sit and play it for like four hours straight, and then you'll grudge have to turn it off and go to bed and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not getting that with this. When I'm playing it, I'm playing it for like maybe an hour. And I'm actually making excuses to go and have a wander and uh, like get away from the game for a couple of minutes. And it's not because, well, sometimes it's because of the kind of tense, scary, stealthy bits, but often it's because I'm getting frustrated at how much I'm dying at it. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's a reflection on how crap I am at the game, but the, the, the one that really gets me is the stealth sections. Now, early on in the game, you get. You come across these uh, clickers, which are ones that have been infected for a longer period of time. They've gone blind, but they've got like, super hearing and they're a bit stronger than the other ones and stuff like that. So very early on in the game, they stick you into this uh, section where you're... Is it the subway you're heading for, Terry? I think it is, yeah. Uh, and it's pitch black, absolutely pitch black, and... There's like five or six of these clickers going about, and you really aren't, at this point in the game, you aren't uh, equipped to deal with them head on, so you really need to be sneaking through. I think at this point I only had like two shivs as well, and the only way at that point in the game to kill them would be to sneak up on one, grab it by the throat, and stick a shiv into its throat yep. to finish it off. Uh, and with me only having two shivs, it just wasn't an option, I had to sneak through it. Mm. But you're going through this really dark, tense scene where you're having to sneak past these things. But meanwhile, Ellie and I can't remember what that other woman's name is. Is it Caroline or something like that? I'm blanking. It's been a while. Well, whatever. There's, but... another, there's another female character in the game for a while with you that's running about with you. So they're telling you before this scene how much you need to be quiet. You can't even... When you're in sneak mode, you can't even hold the button forward. You need to kind of just nudge it so that you only moves the slightest little bit. But meanwhile, your characters are all running about the place, bumping into the things, <laughs> but not actually activating them, not setting them off. Um, and Ellie will have a conversation with the other character across the room while they're talking quite loud to each other. Um, so that that happens a lot in the game. Um, even when you're facing enemies that can see, for instance, raiders, just like normal people, uh, quite often your characters will run across their view and they won't react as if they've seen anybody. That just, for me, that takes me out. That's quite lazy game design. Yeah. Was that an issue for you? Yeah, that did kind of crop up a lot, and I think I did it at some points, uh, you know, even though there was no one else in the room, express my dismay about the what the fuck are you doing, hide, and then realised, oh, it doesn't really matter because they're not actually detecting you. Although every so often it will happen with Ellie, and they will spot Ellie, and then she'll just stab him to death, which is... Fair enough, that's handy for me when that happens. But, I can see know, what you're saying, though, that it does pull you out of the experience, like, you know, be super quiet, be super stealthy, and then, like, the NPCs are just like, nah, fuck this, and they just kind of run around with their arms above their heads, all jolly, and no one cares. I can, I, I think that's why it frustrated me, in a sense, that just kind of that sort of thing. Um, it does pull you out, and I hate being pulled out of an atmospheric game like that. Exactly, mate. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, now, the, the other thing, and I can talk about that section still, um, that particular section, and one of the, the biggest one of the biggest issues I have with this is uh, trying to find your way around, right? And now, yeah. I know we talk about how games hold you by the hand these days. You've always got like a magic trail to follow or a big arrow at the top of the screen to tell you where to go, but this game attempts to do the whole um, it reminds me a bit of Half-Life in the way where it tries its best not to actually show you where to go but it tries its best to kind of use visual cues and stuff like that to help you uh, so you know where you're going but that scene in particular I get stuck in that one stealth section which is only about maybe five or six rooms and a couple of corridors Mm -hmm. I get stuck in that section for 45 minutes and I hadn't died I was walking from one place to another I stuck from the, the front to the back. I snuck all the way back again through them. I did have... I went in. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I had a very similar it, it experience. It didn't give me... It wasn't until I went into a room 
and looked at a specific ledge that I then got the audio cue going, oh look, there's a ledge we could climb. And I should have got that a lot earlier than that. Do you know what I mean? I should not have been spending 45 minutes of my life crawling about this room that I should have been through my first attempt. Do you know what I mean? You think this is for the players? Yeah. And again, as I said, the the aiming and it's terrible. I find, um, I don't need auto-aim, but I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really struggling with the shooting. You get headshots on human beings that aren't wearing helmets that don't kill them as well. And this is on normal mode, I don't, I'm not playing it on a harder setting or anything. Headshots should kill people, come on. We're not playing <laughs> Gears of War, do you know what I mean? Gears of War gets away with it because of the ridiculousness of the, the kind of enemies you're fighting and stuff like that, but you know what I mean? It's trying to go for this whole realism, this, this whole drama feel, but that shoots somebody right in the head. They shouldn't be able to shoot me back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there, there is the upgrades, the, like the upgrade pathway. You, you, you know, you can improve uh, certain things, so like aim and stuff does doesn't necessarily become an issue later on down the line. Yeah, you can you can upgrade your weapons way using your little combined pills, can't you? You can yeah. you pick up all different pills and you mix them together to make to make yourself better at stuff. I, which is, I will tell you this. If you don't like where it's going, I mean, how long would you say that you've been playing it for? Too long. Long, long time now. I'm quite deep into it. I'd imagine I'm more than halfway through now. Okay. Have you met um, the zoo animals? The zoo animals? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't come until way later on in the game. All right. I am at the university, if that makes any okay. sense. Okay, yeah, I know where you are now. Yeah. So I'm, I'd imagine I'm quite, quite far into the game at this point. I think you are near zoo animals. At the moment, yeah. You're having a giraffe. I, um, sorry, I, I just remember you talking about monkeys. No. Alright, oh, right, well, uh, I, met, I met monkeys in it. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was chasing them down the street. Right, right. Um, but in terms of game, in terms of the, the story, the story's great, I think. I'm, I'm enjoying the whole... But it's great for what it is, and it's just another type of... Infected game, there's, there's nothing really original to it so far, it's just the script's done so well, the characters are quite lovable, um, don't, don't get me wrong, Ellie is no Clementine, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm still, I've still got that thing where you really, you, you, you do, you give a shit about the, the girl and I love the little extra plot points, uh, sorry, the extra little conversation points mm-hmm. that you can miss. Yeah, there, so quite, there is a, an achievement for that, uh, or should I say a trophy for that as well. Um, yeah. But, I don't think I'll get it, because I'm sure I've missed loads of them in the past, but uh, just little things like, um, i just seen an ice cream truck in, in one of the street sections there, and Ellie couldn't believe that like, the, the, the back... In the day, there was trucks that would go about and deliver ice creams to people, and you can just then continue on, but you can actually go back and join in in that conversation. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Set her straight. It, 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 sorry, sorry, I'm just laughing at the idea that you're having a conversation. Post a popping article on Joe's, like, yeah, I used to like a 99, that's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Chalk ice for me, ice poles, then. Right. Ice poles were the best. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's loads of these little bits, events throughout the game where you can just walk on, but if you go, if you choose to go back and hit the triangle button, you get like some extra little bits of story, and I enjoy that. Especially the, the bit I really liked, and I'm glad I didn't miss this one, was at the dam, uh, when the two of you work together to do something, Ellie helps you solve a puzzle, and you get up and she offers you a high five. Mm. And you can just walk on and not give the <laughs> high five, which... I think would be the most cuntish thing to do ever, but yeah, as I say, from a story point of view, it's making me want to see what comes next, but there's a lot, far too much janky gameplay in between it, and as I said, I'm not saying this is a bad game, I'm really enjoying it, it's just, you know, it's definitely not a perfect game, it's not as great as what people, it's not, it's not game of the year for last year material, and I think people look at it as such only because it's an exclusive. It did just win 11 DICE Awards this year. Uh, PlayStation uh, fanboys on the board were many. There you go, you see. But what... I'm, I'm going to take Stu's stance for this one as well. <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe, if it wasn't as PlayStation exclusive, I don't think it would have got anywhere near as much um, praise. And I'm sorry for people who are listening who feel differently. And 
I call me out and apologise to you, but that's the way I feel. I don't think it's as great as people make it out to be. I mean, just, I you should all just go and play Titanfall on the PlayStation. No, wait, sorry. I'll go on. No, you should still oh. play this. <laughs> as I say, you should still play this because it's definitely in the kind of 9 out of 10 category. Do you know what I mean? It's definitely one not to miss. I'd, like, I'd keep for, going for with it year. because the, it does take some rather interesting twists and turns later on, um, which I think might make it kind of better, a better experience for you later on. Perhaps. But as I said, if, if it was just about concentrate on the story, don't concentrate on the gameplay, then take some more of the gameplay stuff out of it and make it more more storyish. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not, unfortunately, it's quite heavy on the gameplay. Yeah. Um, it's not like you do a couple of things and you get a cutscene, then you do a couple of things. You'll play it for a long time before you get some more story, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And for that reason, for it being so janky, that's what takes me out of it. But as, as I say, it's definitely... It's probably the best PlayStation exclusive I've played, uh, which isn't saying a lot. <laughs> Have you played Uncharted yet? Yes, I've played Uncharted 1, and I've played the Resistance franchise. I've played some of those games as well. I don't. No one gives a shit about Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> and i played Heavy Rain, so that's that's my PlayStation exclusives for you. But, Press X, did you um, It's definitely a good game. It's probably in my... I'd say probably the top five games of last year, do you know what I mean? But it's definitely not... It's not on par with GTA or even... I'd say it's not on par with Tomb Raider for last year. But yeah, that's what I've been up to, guys. So as mentioned at the start, this is the end of the episode. And again, I apologise and we will be back next week with a, a proper episode with some news and anything else that comes up. In the meantime, you can contact us at console underscore ninjas... Also, you can get us at consoleninjaspodcast at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook as well. Send us some feedback and we will be back shortly. Bye, folks.